Welcome inside episode 656 of the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains and the Ottawa Senators have now won four straight games at home after a 4-2 win over the Dallas Stars. And Magnus Helberg was amazing in his first start as an Ottawa Senator, but it looks like Forsberg is coming back and Talbot will be back soon. How are the Sens going to handle all these tendies? Who better than a goalie-friendly show to break it all down? That and more coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Thank you for making Locked On Senators your first listen on this Tuesday, October 25th. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. Where the best way you can help the show grow is to like every video by clicking the thumbs up and subscribing to the Locked On Senators channel. Make sure you hit the bell so you're notified when new videos go live. We've got the postcast after each and every Ottawa Senators game live on YouTube. But if you miss it, you can catch up on that on your favorite audio podcast platform. I know Pilsy's just chomping at the bit to get into Magnus Helberg, who was fantastic in his first start with the Ottawa Senators. Ross, this guy is awesome. I mean, if anyone could pander towards me, Magnus Helberg is doing a great job of it. Takes number 39 off the bat. You'll love to see it. Then he talks about how Don McCassick was his idol growing up. He's got arguably one of the greatest setups in Ottawa Senators goaltending history. League history. Yeah, even league history. I don't even think that's that hot of a take. The guy just has style wherever he goes. And... In his first win as an Ottawa Senator, he has a great game, and uh, he he really looks good in that interview he did with Claire Hanno after he was named first star of the game, and he got the chain, the Sens chain, not a big deal. He just seems like a good dude, and Thomas Shabbat said it in his post-game interview. He said, it seems like this is a guy that we've known for a long time. He's just fitting into this team so well. So, big Magnus Helberg guy over here. Yeah, if you're watching on YouTube... Look at that setup. It's absolutely gorgeous, Ross. The only thing I would change is I wish you would follow uh, with what Forsberg did and have the gold uh, cage on the mask. Other than that, perfect. I would actually change a little bit more, not to nitpick, but I think this would go perfect, perfect, perfect with the old black 3D Senegoth. Well, that's not Helberg's fault. That's, That's the Sen's fault for not getting enough laurels in here. For the reverse retro too, right? But yeah, I'm still mad about that. It's it's a little gold. Like I love it. Don't get me wrong. It's a little gold, but it worked out well last night. Did you see the photo that the Sens posted this morning? I'm just gonna do it the old fashioned way. Shout out to at Senators, man. Andre Ringette, all time photographer. Look at that. Like yeah. the Sens had already won the game when Helberg comes out of the tunnel looking like this. Are you kidding? Yeah, me? and our uh, our guy Frank Senators tweeted out. When you say that you have a goalie named Magnus Helberg, this is the correct image to come up. Like, this is what you picture. A massive Swedish guy just dialed in, ready to go. So, yeah, big shout out to Magnus Helberg. And, uh, Ross, we're talking about goaltending uh, kit designs. Well, 
Good thing Magnus Helberg had black on the bottom side of his blocker because otherwise <laughs> this game might have turned out a little bit differently with uh, Del Andrea's wraparound attempt that, look, we know you can't 100% see it, but the human mind can make assumptions that that puck did go in. However, no conclusive evidence, no goal. Do you not know what assumption stands for? I do. Assumption an ass out of you and me. Yeah, and that's why the NHL does not use assumptions to make goal calls. But I think pretty much everyone that saw all those replays could be like, yeah, the puck has to be a cross line, but you can't see it. So no goal. I just need to finish off a thought on this Magnus Helberg photo. As they're in the tunnel getting ready for the game, if you're just listening, like the caption for this has to be welcome to the gates of Helberg. Right? Yeah, and then to add some audio to it, start Hell's Bells by uh, ACDC. Oh, I yeah. Mean, masterpiece. Well, they, they, his song, because for their stars, they come out to a song of their choice. Magnus Helberg, first star in the building. Raise a little yeah. hell, raise a little hell. He was awesome in his post-game press conference as well. Yeah. I like how they're doing that. They do it in other ranks for years, but Claire Hanna getting to interview the first star on the bench. Maybe the Sens didn't have enough first stars last year. We just didn't notice it in the building, but uh, it's awesome. Like you could tell Brady at the home opener was just oh, so was awesome. into it. And then uh, going forward, now the Sens 4-0 at home, undefeated in front of a Canadian Tire Center crowd. And I know it's a lot right off the bat. I get it, especially for families and and everyone who's on a budget right now with inflation, what it is. But like, do what you can to get out there. There's some great ticket sales on the secondary market. Only 12000 yesterday. We're not shaming fans. We don't get into attendance Twitter like that. But it'd be good to finish off the homestand. Send the boys out on the road with a big crowd, just the way they started this homestand. I get it. Arizona's in town and then a Western Conference team on a Monday night. I get it. But the boys are playing in a way where you better go and check it out. 22 goals in four home games, Pilsy. Yeah, that's awesome. And hey, we know it's tough to buy tickets, so maybe just win a giveaway and uh, like uh, yes. Riley and Calvin did. They were in the 100s of that game and they got to enjoy it because they follow along with the Locked On Centers podcast. So little advice, you should do that too. Yes, we're going to uh, we're going to try to get some more how do we say this? Giveaways and things of that nature throughout the season. Yeah. I'm waiting for the Sens to go out on the road. Uh, and then we're going to reach out to, to the business side, see what we can get done for the great citizens out there. Because you guys are packing the bars before the games at Stanley's. You're packing the postcast. We used to say, oh, my God, there's 100 people in here. Last night, we reached 300 at the same time. <laughs> wow. So the show continues to take off. we got to thank Atlalim's Martian. When I'm stuck at work, can't be on video, uh, Martian hops in. And he's always welcome. He's part of the postcast crew. So oh, yeah. we appreciate that. We appreciate everyone for making us your first listen of the day. And it's a lot easier listening when the Sens are playing the way they are. But certainly this game didn't start out that way. You brought up the disallowed goal. Well, hey, it wasn't even a disallowed goal, Pilsy. Yeah. It was never called a goal as Helberg was able to sprawl across the goal line. If he's not six foot six, he's not making that save. Oh, God, no. Because, yeah, you got you to gotta tip your cap to Delandria because he, he really did a good job of moving around there. And that's perfect execution of a wraparound. But... Helberg just makes the better save. Dominic Hasek couldn't make that save. Whoa, hey now, come on. <laughs> Easy. Oh, oh, e. Delandrea took that around the net. I was like, oh, that one nothing. Yeah. It is what it is. 
Yeah, like but, even I think Essa Lindell was uh, one of the players on the ice, and he he brings him over to start uh, to start cheering. Like they're they're doing oh, the fist bumps and stuff. <laughs> oh, no. that's the best feeling as a goalie oh, all best. time. Yeah, the best. Um, we'll get into what this goaltending situation means. I'm not calling it a controversy by any stretch, but there is certainly a situation to monitor in goal with Cam Talbot. What we'll save what you told me before the show. <laughs> For the next segment, obviously, tongue-in-cheek, but uh, we'll have some fun with that. But at the start of this game, what was it? The first eight shots of the game were Dallas? Yeah. It was, this could have been worse than one nothing after the first period. It really could have been, especially when you're looking at a goalie in Magnus Helberg that doesn't have a lot of NHL experience, and it's his first game with this team, and it wasn't like he knew he was making this start for days ahead. Like, it was kind of, uh, I think it was more of a... Uh, short noticing that Forzy was like, ah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little tight. I can't go tonight. So he really had to step up and step up. He did first star of the game. He made a lot of great saves. Uh, I'll reference that save on uh, Jason Robertson. I believe it was at the start of the second period. The stars win the faceoff and go right to the net. And Robertson gets oh, started the third. Oh, started the third. Sorry. Yeah. So and Robertson. It looked like Timmy won the faceoff, but then. Pavelski just jumped on yeah. him and Pavelski Robertson went down. That was probably the TSN turning point of this game. That was a massive, massive save. Yeah, especially against arguably one of the star's best players. So Helberg did what he did to keep this team in it. And they did a great job of after, you know, the first half of the first period, they kind of gave their heads a shake and really ramped them things up a bit. And uh, that's what good teams do. You don't always start off on the right foot, Ross. No, Nobody's perfect. You're going to have bad starts here and there. But it's how do you solve those bad starts? How do you look yourselves in the mirror and say, hey, we know we're better than this. We know we can do something more. We can't leave our goalie out, hanging out to dry like this. And I thought the Sens did a great job of bouncing back. They certainly did. And they even battled back in the first period after that first 10 minutes, 8 nothing were the shots. And they finished the period just down 12-9. So there was some immediate pushback. And then in the second period, despite – a few penalties, right? They had three power plays in the in the second period. My favorite was Tyler Sagan putting his stick in between Sanderson's legs, but then just leaving it there and then complaining to the refs. Like, I didn't move. It's like, yeah, well, you put your stick there and then didn't move. Uh, it's a trip. However, you know what? We don't talk about the refs as... as I don't think they dictated the outcome of this game. Oh, God, Obviously, no. that, that third power play that Ottawa got, we all said there's two minutes left in the period. Like, you need to get one here. And who better than Thomas Shabbat? Easily Thomas Shabbat's best game of the season. Seven shots on goal. He was confident with the puck. He was headmanning it. But right on guy's sticks at the offensive blue line, I thought he played fantastic in this game, which is kind of ironic because you look at the game score afterwards, some of the advanced stats, and they got caved in on, on the defensive side uh, analytically. And offensively, they were awesome. That whole unit with Drake, um, Timmy, and and Brady, yep. and then on the back end, Zubin Shabbat were all caved in defensively by the uh, by the advanced metrics. I thought they all played a pretty good game uh, when you look at the end of the day and how this game kind of flowed in itself. So all that to say, if you want more from the postcast, you can go check that out. I do want to get into how the Senators were able to pull away in the third period, and then we'll touch on the goaltending situation that could be brewing with Cam Talbot intermittently practicing. We saw Kevin Mandelazy was sent back to Belleville, which means Anton Forsberg looks ready to return by the time the Sens host Minnesota on Thursday. And then 
We'll tease tomorrow where we have a Sense Central Citizen. It's back. We took a couple weeks off as the season got underway, but now it's back. We're really excited to get back to that. But after a quick break, I'm going to give you my standouts after Pilsy and Martian already gave theirs. But first, Pilsy, you've got a word from one of our favorite sponsors. Absolutely. The key to having a good long season, Ross, and be able to bounce back when you don't get off to a good start is... Well, how about just getting off to a good start right away and starting your day off with a healthy drink in Athletic Greens. It's simple. Even a guy like me can do it. It's just one scoop in your cup of water every morning. I love it. I have it every morning. There's 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and more. So you can start your day off right. And what are the benefits, you might ask? Well, it supports your gut health your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. I'm not a doctor, but all of those things are important to staying healthy, and Athletic Greens can help you out with that. It's lifestyle-friendly too, so whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, you're good. contains less than a gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, no artificial anything, while still tasting great. And The key is it's affordable. It's going to cost you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than whatever fancy coffee you're getting every morning to start your day off. So invest in an all-in-one nutritional insurance in Athletic Greens. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. That's it. Just one scoop in your cup of water every day. And to make it even easier, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. It's simple, guys. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. One more time, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance from Athletic Greens. Today's show is also brought to you by Shawarma Palace, Ottawa's premier destination for a quick eat every day of the week. They have nine different locations from inside Carleton University, those lucky, lucky kids. And you can go check out their flagship store at the Rideau Street location, which is where you never know who you could run into, where we got to meet a Central citizen just standing in line on the day of the home opener. It literally is the perfect start to a big day, if you know what I mean, because it gives you that base. You get the garlic sauce in there that just feels amazing. And then you get the fresh shawarma meat sliced right off the rotisserie stick. Shawarma Palace has the reputation they do for a reason, and that's because they treat everyone the same. When you walk in, they greet you with a smile. They serve you your extra garlic on your chicken shawarma, and away you go. We we stopped there, what, twice, Pilsy, in the three days we were back in Ottawa? Yeah, we always make a point to go there at least once, and then, Ross, usually after the first time, our next meal, we're like, Shawarma Palace? Again? Why not? Yeah, whether it's noon or midnight, Shawarma Palace is going to be there for you. And you can visit them at any of their nine locations. Or if you don't feel like going, why not just order them online with DoorDash, Uber Eats, any of those delivery services. We're happy to share our love of Shawarma Palace with you, our listeners. And they're fans of the Sens, too. That's what can't be forgotten. We met Ahmad right in their store. He walks in with a Timmy Superstar jersey on. So we know that these guys support local. So go support them. They're local. They are the premier destination for shawarma in the world. They're the premier food destination in Ottawa, but for shawarma, it's the entire world. You hear Faisal Kamisa from Sportsnet in Toronto. He goes to Ottawa. Shawarma Palace is the best. Simple tweet. That's all you, All needs to be said. 
We appreciate our friends at Shawarma Palace. Senators game days taste better at Shawarma Palace. Go check them out at any of their nine locations. Shawarma Palace, eat like a king. Dare I say the vibes are immaculate? The Ottawa Senators, four two winners over the Dallas Stars, and now they've won four straight games at home to start the season. The homestand isn't over, though. They've got the Minnesota Wild coming to town on Thursday, and we'll have a full preview of that game, not only on Thursday, but stay tuned on Wednesday night. We're going to drop a preview with Seth Tupal, host of Lock. Wild. If you've been following the show for the last year, you know Seth is the man. Even in the summer, we did a crossover when the Talbot for Gustafson trade went down. He's an absolute beauty. We can't wait to chat with him. Look for that on all audio podcast platforms and on YouTube on Wednesday night. A little bonus coverage for the people. So we're looking forward to that. But Pilsy, I want to touch because we, we mentioned Helberg's strong start, but this guy continued it through the rest of the game. 29 saves for him. And get this. He is the first goalie in NHL history to win his first three games. Legend. All with three different teams. Yeah, true. And I mean, the the time span between those wins is probably pretty crazy too. So, Helberg, that's a perfect... Would you like to know it? Yeah, sure. If, if you got it available. His first NHL win came in 2016. <laughs> Then he won his lone start last season with Detroit. And now here he is with Ottawa. Three wins in three starts with three different teams. Yeah, and the perseverance. Like, it's so funny that I just find so many similarities between him and Forsberg. Like, these are two guys that, you know, big Swedish goalies. You think you're going to have an easy time making it as as a goalie, as a career. But it's not always easy. And you got to battle through. And he went to the KHL. He was in the Olympics. Like he was bouncing around trying to find a spot. And he said, no, I want to play in the best league in the world. I'm going to do whatever it takes to do that. Even if it means changing my pads every couple weeks because uh, I'm going to a new team. This guy just seems to be very endearing to his teammates. He works hard. He's got the right attitude. So I'm a big Magnus Helberg guy. All right, TSN 1200, by the way, got a little breaking Belleville news. We'll touch on that at the end of today's show. Magnus Helberg persevered, but so did Derek Broussard, who scores the fourth goal in this game. And again, this is more we touch on like the bigger stories in the game for the postcast. If you want kind of the flow, the chronological order of how things develop. But Derek Broussard, unassisted goal to put this game more or less away. I know at that point it makes it 4-1. Dallas gets one back, 4-2 in garbage time. I'll call it two and a half minutes left in the game. But... How good do you think that felt for Derek Broussard last night? So good. And uh, Martian mentioned it. It was kind of funny because he's basically on a three-on-one with Giroux and Debrinket. So, like, the the two biggest off-season moves, he was brought in on a PTO. And he doesn't even think about passing that puck. And for a good reason. That was one of the best shots I've seen in a long time. Bar down, wrister. No chance for Scott Wedgwood. That's a veteran move by Derek Broussard, so it's great to have him back. You know what's awesome? I And I know there's people who don't feel this way, but I like how they knew bringing in Derek Broussard, they can parachute him wherever he needs to go. Like People were like, wait, Derek Broussard went from a healthy scratch to being on the power play and penalty-killing units? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's Second line center, player. yeah. He is. Yep. He, he's versatile, and I mean, that's kind of the role he's played his whole career as well. So 
yeah, maybe he's lost half a step, but the mind's still sharp. The hands look good. Like, I think this is going to be a quality pickup. And, of course, we, we hope and, and are praying that Josh Norris can come back sooner rather than later. But even if it's an extended period of time, which, unfortunately, I think it might be, I think that there's no better person than Derek Broussard to kind of be able to maneuver around this lineup. I thought he looked good beyond just the goal in last night's game. Yep, I agree. I, I think, and it's nice with Derek Broussard. That's a guy Pierre Dorian uh, knows well. He knows what kind of person he is too. He's a veteran guy and they were very clear with him. Hey, we're bringing you in on a PTO. There's no guaranteed spot. Even if we do sign you, there's no guarantee you're going to play. You need to understand there may be a lot of nights in the press box and you need to understand at a moment's notice, you might need to play second line center and on both parts of a special teams. And Broussard says, yeah, I'm cool with that. I want to be in Ottawa. This is where I want to be. And that goal was electric. Like, Ross, I, I mentioned on the postcast, but that's one of my favorite plays in hockey, just coming down the wing and ripping a clean wrister past the tendy. Like, that is a, a quick, easy way to get on the board and get your team wins. And, yeah, I, I'm stoked about Broussard, even though I, I'm still hanging on to my take that I wish Pinto was that second-line center. Obviously, it's it's looking good that Derek Broussard can handle it uh, in a pinch here. Yeah, hundred percent. When you look at uh, at the game score, he was actually first on this entire team last night in uh, in offense, defense, production, and and you know faceoffs, penalty differential, and all that type of thing. So I found that super interesting going forward. But for for the people who may have missed the postcast or or just need a reminder. And this is me putting you on the spot a little bit. Who oh were yours and Martian's Sen Central standouts? Ross, I forgot my Sen Central standout seconds after I gave it out. So we'll, we'll see what I can do here. But Martian had Helberg first. That would okay. have been my guy as well. Then I went with Shane Pinto. And you had Debrinkit was the guy you forgot right away. And Debrinkit was, uh, was my other guy. And then Martian had Shabbat. Okay, great. I'm glad that he gave Shabbat a shout-out. I, I would have gone to him right away. He played 26 minutes and 34 seconds. So, you know what? I agree with those being the top four. So, I'm going to go with maybe the most important player so far on this team, not only last night, but in this entire season. That's Brady Kachuk. Like, I mean, yep. come on, dude. What, what else do you want from, from the captain other than a goal and an assist? And the way he got the game winner is just so Brady. Mm -hmm. Just coming down the left wing – barreling down on a defender the goalie's the goalie's like oh shit remember in the in the uber like andy's coming down and andy's like oh but that's what goalies are probably saying when brady kachuk's coming down the wing and, yeah. and he's able to just open up their five hole and i actually thought sean simpson made a good point on twitter like he's such a big man when he's coming down the wing that fast it's like man I have to kind of be on my heels a little bit to make sure that I'm not getting absolutely run over here a la Chris Kreider. Yep. And then all of a sudden, the five hole opens up. Bang, Brady puts it right through. So I thought the captain had an inspired performance in last night's game. And how about snapping back a few face-offs as well? I know you'll probably want to touch on the face-offs, but Brady went five for nine in the dot, including four for five at even strength. That does leave a little bit to be desired yeah. because he only won one out of four face-offs on the power play. And that was an issue throughout the game that I noticed was they were losing a lot of the first face-offs again with the power play. You get that offensive zone draw, and if you lose it, there goes 20 seconds before you're set up again. And that and that's if you get in the zone on your, uh, on your attempt. Like, that can really derail a power play really quickly. And uh, 
if we're talking about face-off Ross, if you're handing that over to me, I have to mention Mark Castle. Like once again, above 50%, eight for 15. Number one in the league, bro. Number one in the league, eight for 15. He took the most face-offs. Yeah, the most face-offs of anyone on this team, even more than Claude Giroux. So that just goes to show you how much DJ Smith trusts him, how much of a warrior cast he is as, as a fourth-line center. And uh, Shane Pinto had a great night as well, going six for eight, good for 75%. 100 percent uh well no 75 percent no no exactly all right not, <laughs> not math guys here not math guys here on this show but mark castlick when you look at it he went uh he went 60 percent against jamie ben 75 percent against joe pavelski but then oh for three against tyler sagan i always like seeing how the young guys do against veterans yeah. specifically so hey that's pretty solid going three for four against Joe Pavelski, who's always near the top of the leaderboard. Pavelski and Giroux remind me so much of each other. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe that's just me. You know, those veterans who can still produce offensively at the same time. But yeah, I'm, I'm going my number one standout is going to be Brady Kachuk. And then, you know what? He only had an assist. They initially credited him with a goal as well. But I thought Drake was all over the ice again. Five shots on goal. And it just what he's doing defensively. It's such a step up confidence wise from what we've seen from him before. I just... The sky's the limit for this kid on the ice. I think that the offense, we know it's there, the creativity, but if he can be a two-way threat, like I think his absolute ceiling, and it's you don't like comparing guys but to Hall of Famers, but just like the style, he's got a little little Marion Hosa in him, I think, where where he's like picking pockets, he's he's creative in the own zone, he's big, he's like a sneaky power forward a little yep. bit too. Like always finishing his checks and I like his board play as well. He, he wins a lot of battles along the board. So I like that. I'll give Drake a shout out as well. So funny enough, the team that got the line that got caved in defensively, uh, at least what stats were saying, I got two of them as my standouts in last night's game, a four, two win over the Dallas stars, Ottawa with 32 shots on goal, Dallas with 31. And right when Wyatt Johnston scored near the end of the game, I was like, my God, did they just give up another first NHL goal? Turns out it was his second okay, NHL goal. <laughs> could you imagine? I, I could. Yeah, I really could. The Sens seem to do that all the time. But hey, if it's a first NHL goal in a game where the opponent loses, let the kid have it. That's all right. All right, coming up, we're going to discuss the goaltending situation and Belleville is going to get a boost tomorrow against Laval. Stay tuned. This is the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day. Riding this high into segment three. I'm Ross Levitan alongside Brandon Pillar. You can follow the show at Send Central on Twitter and at LockedOn.Senators on Instagram. Most importantly, please. Be a friend, tell a friend, and subscribe to Locked On Senators on YouTube and put that bell on so you know when new videos go live. The growth has been spectacular and the postcast as well. And we have to give a shout out to Joe Bell. Yeah. Way too generous. All-time generosity. We have a new feature in the postcast called Super Chat where if you want to donate a dollar or two, that's kind of the gist of it is like, you know what? A penny for your thoughts type thing. <laughs> Joe went above and beyond. That's a thousand pennies he gave. Or is that bad math? No, ten thousand pennies. Yes. Oh boy, I don't know. A lot of pennies. I don't know. <laughs> oh, That's man. simple math that we should have. I'm sticking with uh, ten thousand pennies. Ten thousand. You are correct. Okay. Good. Yes. Good. It was a very generous donation by Joe Bell. We really appreciate him, and don't feel like that sets the bar or anything. No. We we appreciate any and and all. Uh, 
what, what do you call it? Gratuity, uh, but whatever it is, but we just appreciate that you're, you guys like joining us in, in to chat about the games right after they happen. Of course, our timing for starting the postcast might've been all time stupidity on our part. They Why? had just lost 11 out of 12 games. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> hey, let's do this more. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe Ross, that both of us were using the podcast as therapy sessions to talk about how sad we were. And we're just like, we don't know where to go next with this team. We don't know what to talk about. Nothing is working here. So yeah, that was a weird time to decide to do more coverage. But it, it ended up blossoming into a beautiful thing that is today, the postcast slash postcast after dark. It's awesome. 100%. Yeah, we, we really do love it. And now that the Sens are kind of taking a step in the right direction. I was trying to find the thumbnail from last November, Pilsy, to pull up where you and I are both looking into the bottom of our glasses being like, is this is this ever going to end? <laughs> yeah, it was a tough November. Hey, it's uh, been a tough start to the year for Cam Talbot getting injured in his first preseason game, but it looks like he's back at practice. That timeline, five to seven weeks initially, we're probably about a month in. That we are exactly the first preseason game was September 24th. It's now October 25th, so we're exactly four weeks into that timeline. He's back skating a little bit. Anton Forsberg looks like he's ready to be back, and Magnus Helberg already has a poster on your wall, Pilsy. Like, how does this shake out next week or, or in the next few? Yeah, Ross, just to allude to the joke you teased, you, you asked me off air, are the Sens really going to go with three goalies? And I said, no, it's not possible. And it's a damn shame because Cam Talbot hasn't even played a game as an Ottawa center. He's going to be shipped out of town. So that's uh, that's really unfortunate for Cam Talbot. But all jokes aside, I, I don't know what they're going to do here because Magnus Helberg, like, He's fitting into this room. He gets a dub in his first game. Now, obviously, you're going to bring Talbot back into the mold when he's ready here. But it's it's going to be... Does he need waivers if they... Yeah. yeah. So there's no way a team doesn't claim him. Like a, like a Buffalo or Arizona or a Chicago or someone that just, need, just needs a guy to step in for them. They're going to grab him for sure. And you know what? Part of me kind of hopes they do because this guy deserves a chance to play games. Like he's he doesn't deserve to just be bounced around and play a game or two here and then be sent to the minors uh, for the rest of eternity. Like he's earned his spot. Look at his KHL numbers. They're incredible. He's someone that works hard. I think it, it'd be kind of nice if he could stick around Ottawa a little bit longer, but I think even if he moves on, kind of like Joey Dax, even if he moves on, he's still going to be a guy we we love to watch and to love to cheer for. We got to get him on the uh, show. Let's try to get him on the show while he's still a senator. Yeah, no doubt. It would almost be like the uh, who's your favorite obscure Ottawa senator? He would shoot to the top of that power rankings. Oh, for for me for sure. Yeah, maybe I'll just get a Magnus Halberg jersey ASAP before he's out of oh, here. Oh, that's so disrespectful to Anton Forsberg. Thirty nine though. Come on. The body of work that Anton Forsberg has had in Ottawa is tremendous. But Ottawa's made a point of keeping these goalies that they pick up and find success with. They extended Anders Nielsen. We didn't think that was going to happen when they acquired him. It was unfortunate that concussions ended his career, and we hope he's doing well. However, Anton Forsberg, to get off of waivers, they kept him. Now he's all of a sudden locked up for three more years. So I'm interested to see how this all plays out because – you'll probably keep him at least until Talbot plays a few games. Like, yeah. I don't think it's going to be you activate him and, and he's gone because what if there's a re-injury or what if something happens? Like, we just saw it. You can lose both your goalies at the drop of a hat. And if that's the case, you have to be able to withstand that. And Mad Sogard's hurt in Belleville. So, yeah. like, they're literally going, and we love Mando, 
And shout out getting a full day of NHL salary for Mando going from the bench in Belleville to the bench in Ottawa. But I, I think that they need to keep as much depth at goal as possible. They can't be calling you and me up next. And thank God for Antoine Bebo, eh? Bebo! Yep. Hey. <laughs> he's definitely uh, he's definitely had his spot here in this organization. And uh, yeah, I, I agree with you, Ross. I don't think there's going to be no rush to let go of Magnus Helberg. I think it's going to be at a point where both Forsberg and Talbot are fully healthy and ready to go before they let uh, Helberg go through the waiver wire. And the Senators had a full roster, but now with the Norris injury, we expect he'll be on injured reserve, um, which will will keep him aside from the active roster. So they have the ability to carry, because right now they've got Zaitsev as the extra defenseman and Gambrell as the extra forward, and you can carry three extras. So why not just have Helberg as that guy? I mean, at least for the time being. Like Again, we don't want Helberg to be a press box junkie for the whole year. We also don't want practice to be a mess with three goalies yeah, all the you time. can't do it you, you you just can't do it and uh anyone anyone that thinks that Pierre Dorian was being serious in the offseason when he said we fully plan to go ahead with three goalies is fooling themselves he had two of those goalies already traded in his mind we uh we asked Matt Sogard about it and he's like no you you can't yeah it, it's just bad for everyone like nobody likes that yeah nobody at all but you do like having depth in goal yeah, but you can't, you got to have those people in the right places. So I, I think um, it's going to be interesting. It's Man, the Ottawa Senators never just have a simple, here's our starter, here's our backup, we're set situation. It's always crazy. It really is. Never a dull moment, and we appreciate you coming on this journey with us. We do have good news to report out of Belleville, Pilsy. I don't know if you've been on Twitter since No, I don't know the news. Morning. This is a surprise to me. Let's hear it. I think I know Very what it good. is, though. Troy Mann has announced that Ridley yeah, Gregg nice. will travel with the team and play tomorrow oh, in Laval. I didn't think he was ready to play. That is awesome. I mean, it is Ridley Gregg's season. The AHL is the perfect spot for him. Perfect. I'm going to be making a, a, a trip or two to the Bay of Quinty to check out uh, Ridley Gregg and the boys at CA Arena because I'm I'm holding on to that take, Ross. They're going to go deep in the playoffs because this is a well uh, structured team, and Troy Mann's going to have them fighting hard. So I'm so fired up. We're going to get to see Ridley and Belleville. And against Laval, too. It's too bad Jack Eye's not there yet. If they had any NHL defenseman in Montreal, he probably would be. But hey, it's, it's going to be fun to see them play Laval. They had that barn burner in the first game in Laval, and that's where they're going to be playing again in, in tomorrow. So I'm excited to see Ridley get on his horse there. Let's get Igor back on the score sheet. They've had a couple days off now at Belleville, and not a great weekend for them last I mean, uh, up against the Calder Cup champs, you can only do so much. Yeah. Tough, tough. But, hey, if you say they're going to go far, though, Pilsy, like you got to win every game. Like there's no – there's no excuses. Now they've lost three in a row. Yeah, that's the thing. But uh, hopefully some some matchups up against divisional teams that they're used to will will help things not, out not here. Not coming up, though. Not coming up. Just one, dude. They, they're oh. going on a bit of a road trip right now. Oh, damn. Okay, I assumed they had a couple games against Laval. Usually that's how that goes. Yeah, I mean, they play them 12 times this year, so yeah. that's a fair assumption. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, Laval tomorrow night on Wednesday, October 26th. Then they're in Friday. They're in Milwaukee. That's and then a tough on team, too, Milwaukee. Yep. And then on Saturday, they're in Rockford to take on the Icehawks. So, um, 
and then they come back to CA Arena on November 4th to play Lehigh Valley, and then they get back into the divisional matchups where it's Toronto, Syracuse, Rochester, Cleveland, Toronto, Syracuse, so and Utica, Laval, Laval, Syracuse, <laughs> Utica, Toronto, Toronto, oh Laval, Laval, all the way. Their next non-divisional opponent after this road trip is in Winnipeg on December 17th. That's AHL hockey scheduling for you. I love it. Yeah, I'm so fired up. By the way, a little early to announce, but I will be on the call with David Foot again. Yes, for those that's awesome. Fired up, fired up for that. Uh, okay, well, now we know Ridley Gregg's back, but remember the debate all summer, and I'm so glad that we didn't get too caught up in the world junior hype. Shane Pinto is like head and shoulders above Ridley Gregg for me as a prospect. Like, Yeah, Shane Pinto he's, is he's not a prospect, prospect anymore in my eyes. No, no, but in terms of like the U23, however Corey Prahman did it, like yeah. there is a significant tier gap between Shane Pinto and everyone else at forward in the organization. Agreed. And I should reword that now because when I say under 23, now I'm now Timmy? I'm getting like <laughs> like Timmy in the mix and that. Like, no, you know what I mean? If, yeah. if it's like Sanderson, Pinto, Greg, there's a big gap after one and there's a big gap after two, in my opinion. But I, let's put it this way. The gap between Jake Sanderson and Shane Pinto is smaller to me than the one between Shane Pinto and, and Ridley Gregg. Yeah, I, I would say that's fair. I think I'll get some pushback on that take. I hope I do. Let's let's battle it out. I, the sky's the limit for Shane Pinto. And this guy, like, he's not going to keep shooting 38%. I saw some people point that out on Twitter. That's fair. Why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> hey, until he proves me wrong, I will. I had $25 on him to score last night at plus 450. The fact it's still plus 450. Maybe that, I'm going to ride Say this a little quieter, Ross. The people at betonline.ag might be listening, and those odds might not be as favorable. So let's not spoil the party just yet. Just like the Drake Batherson three-point bet, hey? Yeah. That, it was plus 600 for him to get three points last night. I was like, what? <laughs> three? I was like, I can't even nibble at that. That's crazy. Yeah, holy. Wow. But anyways, we'll, we'll get into some more props. We need a parlay from you tomorrow. Cool? Oh, no. Yeah, I'll... I'll, I'll get in the lab and start cooking. All right. Final thoughts on today's show, Pilsy? The vibes are high. Magnus Helberg is is my guy. I don't have another rhyme to finish that off, but um, we're feeling good here. Your guy until the day you die? Oh, I like that. There we go. <laughs> yeah, people already giving me flack on Twitter being like, Pilsy, chill out. It's been one game of the dude. But What's that? Okay, let us know in the comments what is Pilsy's more absurd obsession this year? Oh, no. Magnus Helberg or the Tyler Mott seven year extension? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people got mad at that too. I mean, come on, I'm just messing around. I'm just trying to have fun here. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Magnus Helberg is looking good. Uh, Tyler Mott is an absolute stud. Uh, your Ottawa Senators. Tyler Mott has more points than Austin Matthews this year, just if you're scoring at home. Yep. So. <laughs> Make, makes you think huh <laughs> yeah food for thought chew on that for a little bit you know what else is cool i just went to the nhl stats page and craig anderson is uh number one in the nhl and save percentage as he should be as he should be i love it hashtag sends abroad there uh my final thought and it kind of plays in with craig anderson being first in the national hockey league and save percentage and that's the fact yeah we're feeling good about a four game win streak for the ottawa senators they're 10th in the national hockey league in points. I mean, it's all so close right now. Let's go to points percentage where they're 11th in the National Hockey League, but Hilsey, 
this division is as good. What's the old, uh, who's the old coach for the Chicago Bears? They are who we thought they were. Yeah. Well, that's the Atlantic division. Right now, there is not a single team in the Atlantic division under 500. Yeah, it's a tough division. And yeah, Marsh and I were saying it. I think it's more likely than not that five Atlantic uh, teams are going to get in the playoffs here in the Eastern Conference. I don't think that's a hot take at all. But as you're listening to this, the Ottawa Senators are ahead of the Toronto Maple Leafs in the standings, and it's never too early to say that. We'll have more tomorrow. We've got our Sen Central citizen, Phil Lallier, coming on. We got to meet Phil at the home opener. He was a big supporter of the Sen Central merch shop. You can go check out all the merch right through our Linktree account. But we're really excited to have Phil on the show and get back to our Sen Central citizens. We kind of had an off-air one. With our meet and greet, getting to chat with so many great Sens fans at the home opener or before it and during. But uh, it'll be fun to get back to that. Then we'll have Seth Tupal of Locked on Wild on Wednesday. And Thursday, Pilsy's going to have a deep dive into Philip Gustafson's tenure with Ottawa (laughs) and how his start has gone with the uh, Minnesota Wild. But for today, we say goodbye. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked on Senators podcast, your team every day.